Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Shai Cherry, and we're going to be looking at Shabbat 65 today. Specifically, a couple of wonderful images or uh, throwaway lines that give us a window into the culture of our sages. So in general, we're talking about the notion of caring on Shabbat and moving from one domain to the other. On the previous page of Talmud, we're given a Mishnah that tells us a list of things that we're not supposed to take out of a private domain into the public domain for fear that we might take them off or take them out in order to show somebody. And then we would be in violation if we forgot to put them back on or put them back in, whatever the case might be. We'd be in violation of the rabbinic understanding of this biblical prohibition of not caring on Shabbat. So we're given a list of things that we can't take from one domain to the other, and then we're given a list of things that we can take. And in that list of things that we can take include a wad for your ear, a wad for your foot, and a wad for women. So a wad for your ear. I think that what they're talking about, at least according to Rashi, has to do with if you have an ear ache, you can put a wad in your ear for medicinal purposes, and it's not a problem. You're not going to show anybody uh, your ear wax or whatever's on this this pad. Um, a wad in your shoe, it seems as though it's talking about something like an orthotic. And again, the rabbis aren't afraid you're going to whip out your orthotic uh, and show it off to all your friends and neighbors. And then in terms of a women's sanitary napkin or a tampon, something like that, also there's not a concern. You can A woman can wear that out. What's interesting now is what the Gemara then does with the wad in your ear. Apparently, Rabbi Yochanan, who was a very, very famous Amora, a later rabbi, lived in Tiberias in the land of Israel in the third century. He walked out of his house on Shabbat toward the Beit Midrash with a wad in his ear, and he caught flack from his colleagues. So even though the Mishnah is explicit in saying it's okay to do that, his colleagues seem to be uncomfortable with it. We're not exactly told why, but it is um, one instance of many where you see a kind of tightening up of ritual laws. And I think we're going to see that again by the time we get to the end of this doff. The next Mishnah on 65a talks about certain things that a that a woman may go out of the house with on Shabbat, and it specifically says that young girls may go out with threads in their in their hair or splinters in their ear. Apparently the splinters are so that the uh, holes that they have for earrings don't close up. 
And it seems as though these threads in their hair have to do with a feather or a braid or some kind of decoration. It's also interesting in this particular Mishnah that it calls Jewish women from the, from the land of Arabia, Araviot. Um, uh, Araviot. So, and women from Persia, um, Madiot, right? Medeans. And so they get to wear, they're called uh, Arabs and Medeans, and they get to wear clothes that are like the non-Jewish women in Arabia and Medea in Persia wear. And as long as there's not a, a kind of flagrant biblical prohibition involved, they can dress with the fashion of the women in that area at that time. And the Mishnah actually makes that explicit. It says, um, this, These laws apply to any person, not just women. And the Chachamim were, spark, were speaking about the prevailing custom of the present moment. So, you know, in California, I'm not sure that that means you can go out in um, your exercise leotards for hot yoga, but it does seem to suggest that there is a certain amount of leeway given by the rabbis for the prevailing fashion of the area in which Jews happen to find themselves. There is also uh, another a moment here um, in the Gemara's discussion of young girls going out with threads where we see a kind of tightening up. It says that the father of Shmuel did not let his daughters go out on Shabbat with threads in their ears. Does it say why not? No, it doesn't say why not. The Gemara suspects or, or the commentators suspect that maybe they were too colorful and they might actually be tempted to take them out. But again, Shmuel is tightening up these ritual laws. But it goes on, this saying about what the father of Shmuel did not allow his daughters to do, to say that he also didn't allow his daughters to sleep together. Now, this has nothing to do with the Mishnah, but as long as we're talking about the things that Shmuel's father didn't allow the, his daughters to do, we're including, didn't allow his daughters to sleep together. So the Gemara then asks a question. Well, do you think Shmuel's father had this rule because of what Rav Huna said somewhere else, that women who engage in lesbian activity are prevented from marrying into the priesthood because they're assumed to not be sexually pure. Now, notice that they're asking this about sisters, but that doesn't seem to bother the Gemara at all. Indeed, the Gemara rejects this explanation altogether, and by the way, so does the Halakha. Um, in terms of uh, a woman who's engaged in lesbian activity not being able to marry into the priesthood. But the Gemara says, no, no, no. What Shmuel's father is worried about is if they were to sleep together, they might then get a yearning for sexual activity with men. And so at least the way Rashi understands this is that Yes, they are actually engaging in lesbian activity. That's not the problem. The problem isn't being um, rejected for wives by priests. The problem is wetting their appetite for what the sages consider to be real sexual activity with men. And that, of course, would be a problem for unwed women. Uh, again, uh, an interesting little insight into Talmudic culture. 
And then we've got one other very interesting little window. Um, at the very end of page 65b, we've got a law that if there is a fire in someone's house, they would be very likely to grab a bunch of their clothes and run out of the door with their clothes, thus violating the prohibition against carrying on Shabbat. They can always run out of the burning house with their life because of Bikuach Nefesh, right? If it's an issue of saving your life, there's no problem. But because the rabbis are concerned that they might break a biblical law against caring from one domain to the other, if there's a fire in their house, the rabbis allow this kind of subterfuge where people can wear lots and lots of layers of clothing from one domain to the other, and that's not considered to be caring. So they allow this kind of legal fiction or the subterfuge of wearing lots and lots and lots of clothes because technically that's not caring. And what they're, the reason why they're allowing this is because of their fear that if they didn't allow people to put on lots of clothes in the event of an emergency like a fire where they want to save everything they can, they would then come to be in violation of biblical law. All right, thanks very much, and uh, we look forward to continuing Shabbat with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.